What's up, fam? What is happening? We're in the new studio. First episode in the new Thick Boy Studios. Here we are. I don't know if you guys see on screen. We were going to do in the corner, but I guess uh, Kevin said the shadows don't work. So we set up for the corner. So you guys can't see the Kimbo Slice picture I got up. Uh, my boy Eric Williams took that picture years ago. One of my favorite pictures. So the neon sign came today, but we couldn't put it up in time. Christian was supposed to pick it up at the old studio and got T-boned in his BMW. So next time we're in here, we'll have the uh, the neon sign up, and you'll probably be able to see the Kimbo Slice artwork. And that's it, man. <clears throat> we're here. We're in it. It's done. Finito. Finally. Took me eight minutes to get here. It's an hour and 20. Yes. Yes. What is happening, kids? I am freaking stoked. Not stoked about the mask mandate being back, so that's not fun. Totally forgot when to Starbucks. I'm like, geez, why does everybody have mask on? There's a reason, Brendan. There's a reason. What's weird, this is LA for you. What's weird is LA County has the mask mandate. The rest of California does not. So if I drive two miles up the road and I get into Ventura County, I don't have to have a mask. So if you want to go to Starbucks two miles away, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you drive a minute away, you have to have a mask. That's LA. Hell yeah, dude. We'll see how long this lasts. We'll see how long this lasts. Got my first sets in LA um, in over, damn, about 18 months. First sets in LA happened. Was at the Ha, have never done stand up there. And we got uh, the shows in right on time before um, the mass mandate hit. My show ended at midnight. The mass mandate went at 12.01. So uh, shout out to the Ha, man. Great, great little venue. Interesting thing on Saturday night in the early show, um, probably 10 minutes of my set in this table stands up. This Mexican lady's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? What? Going, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gee, she goes, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. This guy has his dick out. I'm like, wait, what? So that's a first. Homeboy uh, decided to pull out his dick and pee on the table next to him. And he peed on a group of Mexicans who did not appreciate it. And they beat the shit out of him. And uh, it's posted on my wall right now. And it was very interesting. It was, I, that's a, that's a first man. And he was not, uh, alcohol. The whiskey did not do that. This kid was on meth or Molly, I would assume a ton of Molly maybe, and just pulled his dick out. I don't think Molly would do that. No, nah, I don't know enough about drugs. Mind. It has to be meth then. He's on something his girl crazy. was messed up too. They, they kicked him out, you know, not the best security there, but, uh, my big J shop, the bulldog was there. And my boy, I forget his name. He comes to all my shows. Looks like he finished third in the strongest man contest. They jumped up and grabbed this dude, even though his dick was out of his pants. And then when he got outside, remember, he beat on Mexicans, dude. And uh, yeah, this guy got dealt with. <clears throat> they kicked him out. Cops came. They're like, I mean, what do he wants to do, man? I mean, they, and I, I was even there for the cops. Met the fans afterward. There's the big, my big boy, uh, my friend who comes to all the shows. Yeah, the cops came. I wasn't there for it, but my brother was like, well, I mean, what do he wants to do, dude? I mean. The guy's incoherent, pulled his dick out. I mean, I guess we could arrest for indecent exposure, but I mean, what do you want to do? James like, I guess just let him go home. And then the fans, they were pissed, dude. That would, that would be so shitty, dude. He, he didn't pee in any uh, clothing. He pissed on uh, this uh, Mexican girl's uh, Doc Martens. That's but if you're going to pee on a shoe, bad. it's not a bad shoe to pee <laughs> on. True. The leather, it's not going to go through. It's not like they pissed on these Union Jordans I'm wearing. You'd have to fight. You'd have to fight. She was ready to, and they were not small. They, this dude was super high or whatever the hell he was doing. So shout out to the Ha. Shout out to uh, 
North Hollywood. That crowd was uh, lit. Great shows, man. Chrissy D stopped by. Fans went nuts for Chrissy D. Yeah. He crushed it. You were there on Saturday? Friday. 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 So Eric you Griffin. saw Eric Griffin. Yeah, that was dope. Eric was great, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric's a monster. Hell yeah. It was a great time, man. Hey, cool. Someone actually pointed out to me that um, I was actually the first person to pee at your one of your event, or your stand-ups. Remember for your, your special? First person to pee? Pee like at the table or at the, at the chair. Pee. Remember I peed in a cup because I couldn't get up for the, uh, your, you're recording your special. Oh, and you could, oh, the, Remember, the, I didn't want to get up because it'll, it'll maybe ruin your flow because you see me walking. Oh, so I actually so just peed grabbed in the cup, cup. Peed in a cup. Oh, word. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Big J Shaw was out here. Um, dropped him off yesterday. He uh, what, what took my son to see Space Jam. I'm, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan for a variety of reasons. I think he's very uh, immature, on, especially with certain social issues. He's just an idiot when it comes to that stuff. So I've fallen off the LeBron James wagon. So my son was begging me to see Space Jam. I'm like, dude, I'll show you Space Jam. My Space Jam's the Jordan Space Jam. And he's like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. And so I took him to the movie theater to see the LeBron James Space Jam. And I, want, I, I went in wanting to hate it. And it was very good. It was very well done. It's very, very entertaining, especially for kids. When I saw two hours long, I'm like, God damn it, LeBron. So already I went in with a negative attitude. Couldn't hate on it, though, man. It's well done. It's really, really good. It's a good movie, dude. It's a good, and my, you know, obviously my kid, he's five, so he didn't give a shit about Bugs Bunny or, you know, Daffy Duck or any of that stuff, but didn't need to. He, he loved the movie, man. And I told him because he wasn't hungry, but then, he, you know, he wanted candy and popcorn in the movies. So, I mean, he's a kid, so I mean, candy and popcorns. So, you know, at the movie, <clears throat> it's not your regular size candy. So he wants some Skittles. So I was like, all right, don't eat all these, dude. You can get sick if you eat all these. And though I believe in letting them learn their lesson. So he's eating them. I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, you can get sick. He's like, no, Papa, keeps eating them. Halfway through the movie, he's like, Dad, I don't feel good. I'm like, I fucking told you, dude. Mm -hmm. Then he just, we watched the movie so good, he forgets about it. He's all into it. And then uh, we're walking out, and he's like, Rrr. I'm like, what are you doing? He's all, Rrr. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, let's go to the bathroom. And we're going to the bathroom, and someone blew it up. And he, he like, whenever he smells something bad, he just he always gags. He's going, Ooh, dad, it stinks in here. Let's get out. I'm like, no, I got to pee, dude. Let's just hang tight for a second. He's all, Whoop. He threw up like that kid Frankenstein from Big Daddy. He threw up all red rainbow Skittles all over the floor, man. All over the goddamn floor. Felt fine after that. Bet you won't eat those giant bag of Skittles again. Got to let them learn, dude. I believe in letting them learn. Uh, as far as the UFC fights go, it was a good fight weekend, man. You had Bellator. You had Showtime Boxing. Charlo, we'll get into that. Uh, there was a split decision draw, which... I had Charlo winning. When you're talking about like most significant rounds, his second and tenth round, he hurt the guy. The other guy really didn't hurt him. Um, Charlo's, you know, he, he lost some rounds early on there, but I would have gave edged out to Charlo a little bit. Terrible post fight speech by him. I think he was a little uh, disoriented uh, from getting punched in the face, which is understandable. Uh, but that was a good fight. And then uh, in the UFC, you had a fight night with uh, Makachev versus Thiago Mo Moises. And then our girl, Misha Tate, if you saw, uh, you can go back. She was on Fire and Kin. She was also on Food Truck, one of my favorite people on the planet. Misha Tate looked goddamn fantastic for taking, what, five years off, coming back, doing the damn thing. She was in phenomenal shape. Uh, she looked great, man. She looked phenomenal. But let's talk about Makachev. Get used to it, man, because he's going to be around for a long, long time. He's the next in line. You know, he called out Dos Anjos after the fight. I think you just absolutely terrorized Dos Anjos. Um, 
you know, the comparisons could be, which makes sense. They're, they're different. They're different in, in uh, certain ways. You know, Khabib's a lot more aggressive as far as his takedowns and his uh, ground and pound, his tenacity on the ground. But Makachev, I think this, you know, this might be controversial. I think he's a more complete fighter. I think he doesn't have the same mentality as Khabib, which Khabib is just, you know, he's Khabib. One of one might, might be the greatest of all time, especially if he fought longer. But uh, he's definitely in conversation for pound for pound goat. But, you know, with Makachev, you know, they came up together since they were 10. If you watch the, the countdown going into this fight, where he's from looks fantastic, man. It looks like a fucking scene out of Game of Thrones, dude. Yeah, it was not, like his little town looked so cool, man. I'd love to go there. Makachev, you know, was he 20 and 1? And his, his striking's definitely better than Khabib's was. Um, I think his submissions are better. His ground and pound and his overall wrestling maybe not up to par as Khabib, but... His submission, you know, he went for uh, armbar into the second round, which I think he would have got the finish if there's more time. Uh, he, he goes for more submissions. He risks more submissions than Khabib does. Khabib's just going to break your will and beat the shit out of you. Makachev is more calculated with his submissions. It, it, again, his takedowns aren't as uh, good, but he's getting there. He definitely has that those tools. He just has to put it together. And Makachev also, you know, this is his 10th fight in the UFC, so he's won 10 in a row. You know, Theo Moises is no punk man, ranked in the top 15. And, you know, there wasn't a prayer of Thiago winning that fight. He completely dominated him. Um, first main event, so I think there was nerves there. I know Josh Thompson uh, speaks just so high of Makachev because he's seen him at AKA. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, this, this kid's the next thing. So uh, for those, those of you that can't pronounce his name, just like we couldn't for Khabib for the longest time, uh, with Makachev, much easier than Khabib Nagamurdov or whatever the hell you want to say it. Get used to it because Makachev is the, he's going to be the, your next lightweight champ. Um, you know, in the next two years, he's going to be the guy. Now, could he beat Dustin Poirier, Justin Gates right now? Or Charles Oliveira? I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, it, you know, it's his first main event and there were nerves there and it took him a while to get comfortable with the, the bright lights as the main event. But, Pretty fucking for your first main event against Thiago Moises. He's he's a problem, man. You, I'm telling you, you guys got to get used to this kid being the face of the lightweight division. It, it's just in the next two years, it's gonna be tough, tough for people to beat this kid. He's good in all areas. His mentality, he comes from that uh, whatever his Dagestanian background. He's a monster. You look at his hometown. It's built on fucking rocks like Game of Thrones to get in shape. Even as a kid, he kept stones up this mountain and shit. He he's just his mentality is second to none. Good luck breaking that, dude. They're unbreakable. Khabib's unbreakable. Makachev, unbreakable. And there's and Makachev, Khabib, there's going to be all these kids just like them coming into the UFC. That's why I'm a fan of uh, knees to down opponent because they're going to get more finishes. But uh, with Makachev, he's, he's a guy that goes for finishes. He's going to get, you're not going to get a ton of decisions because he, he goes for finishes with submissions and he has them. He has all those tools. So get used to it, man. Let's take a break from this fisticuff talk because guess what? This episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence in the bedroom. 
Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form, y'all. It's a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to go. You know what I'm talking about. Mr. Nasty time. Red Panty Night. Let Blue Chew help you out, man. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctors. No awkward conversations. None of that stuff. No lines at the pharmacy. Ships right to your door. Discreet little package. The process, super simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, all right? Again, don't like swallowing pills? Cool. They're chewable for god's sakes blue chew tablets are made in the u.s of a and they're prepared and shipped direct so it's way cheaper than the pharmacy so if you could benefit from a little extra confidence in the sack when it's time to go boys that red panty night visit bluechew.com for more details important safety information and i got a deal for you guys you can try it that's right you can try blue chew for free we use the promo code shab s-c-h-a-u-b at checkout just pay five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com promo code shab to receive your first month free and i thank blue chew for being part of the podcast yo man did you forget something at the store what'd you forget maybe a snacker like myself i like to snack maybe you need drinks i always need drinks maybe you forgot toothpaste whatever it is you can get it within 30 minutes with doordash dinner check deodorant check morning pick me up from starbucks or duncan check 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 doordash got you covered man we got you covered doordash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your freaking doorstep that's right ordering's easy open the doordash app choose what you want from where you want and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting they have over 300,000 partners in the u.s puerto rico canada and australia you can support your local go-to's or your favorites, your national chains like Popeye's, Chipotle, Cheesecake Factory. For limited time, you listeners and viewers of Below the Belt can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code BTB. That's 25% off and up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BTB. Don't forget, that's code BTB for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Gamrot looked fantastic against Jeremy Stevens. I don't know what they're going to do with Stevens. You know, he got, I mean, just completely dominated in, in Kamara in the fucking minute in the first round. He has so many fights. I think he has the third most fights on the roster outside uh, Cerrone. I forget who else, who's second, but he's up there, man. Go to Jeremy Stevens' record, Chin. He, I, it's it's going to be tough. I know he wants to get a fight right away, and he's a staple of the UFC, but oh. he's lost his last one, two, three, four, five, six. He has a no contest with accidental eye poke against Yair Rodriguez, which sucks. And then he lost to Yair. And they got knocked out by Calvin Cater. And they just got submitted in a minute. He lost to us as a beat. So he's losing to the top guys. He lost to Jose Aldo. Um, so yeah. He so that's that's you know, one, two, three, four, five. He's lost five in a row, one no contest. And the, and then they rescheduled the fight and he got beat up. So I'd be curious if the UFC gives him another shot, even though he's a staple. You know, they're kind of cutting these vets, and he probably has a pretty big payday having the, that many fights in the UFC. Be interesting to see what they do with him. Especially when he loses in a minute, for God's sakes. But that, that Gamrot's a fucking problem. 
Uh, Hodolfo Vieira got it done clearly with the uh, submission in the third round, which I was surprised. That goes past the first. I worried about his conditioning. Um, rest card was all right. All right card. Decent card. Nothing can blow your hair back. Uh, Bellator, obviously, Mitrion was pissed about the headbutt. I guess controversial, but, but the thing is, the headbutt happened during the middle of a double leg, so it's like shit happens. That's like that's like when Do, remember uh, Dos Santos complained that he got hit behind the head, mm -hmm. but you got hit behind the head because in the process of the punch you turned your back. So whose fault is that? This is what Mitrion's pissed about. So Mitrion actually, he's the one that caused it. Yeah, he's got the guy's going in, but he yeah put his head. I down. mean that guy. I mean, that's a picture-perfect double leg, man. Yeah. I mean, head in the middle of the chest and fucking ran through it. I, I'm not sure what Matt could be too pissed about. He was screaming, like, that's two in a row, two in a row. He's, I'm probably sure he's, like, worried about getting cut, too. Because he's lost, I think, five in a row now? Maybe that's six? It. Four, but one no contest. Uh, Groin strikes, they don't count that. So, yeah, one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. They're not, like, close losses, either. But his overall record in Bellator is not terrible. He is less, less Travis Brown. They let him go. So then he won his first one, two, three, four. Then he lost one, two, three, four. So he's four and four in Bellator with one no contest. They're not going to cut Matt. They won't cut Matt. Especially that, like, you know, even though Fortune did his job and got him down, I, I don't think they cut him off that. Matt has some good wins, man. Roy Nelson, Fedor. Start off with a bang. Uh, Gabriel Gonzaga. He knocked out Derek Lewis in 40 seconds. Keeps growing down, Chin. Mm. Mitrion's career was, has been pretty solid. Sean Jordan at the time was no punk. Oh, lost a job. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> Philip DeVries. That Czech Congo one was terrible. He has some good wins. Kimbo Slice. He, he you know, beat Fedor. Those pride heads probably hate that. Yeah, I don't think they cut him. Uh, good card overall. Let me see the rest of the Bellator card, Jen. Mm -hmm. Your boy Cody Law won. He's a problem. He's a monster at flyweight. Um, Juliana Velasquez looked great. Split. The hottie Denise just couldn't get it done. Some people think she won, though. So For sure. Yeah. I mean, split. Yeah, and then with uh, Charlo, you had another split draw. I wouldn't mind that fight being a draw either. I'm okay with draws. With Charlo, I, I don't know if it's a draw. Because if you look at da most damage done, that second and tenth round was the only time anybody was really significantly hurt in that fight. Yeah, Charlo just, he couldn't get, get in a rhythm early on. He was losing early rounds, man. So for that second round, early on. The fight peaked in the tenth round when Charlo hurt. Yep. Yep, but even his team knew something was up because going that twelfth round, they went, you need a knockout, man. You need a knockout. So I'm sure they'll run it back. I am sure they will run it back. I think that's it for the fight game this weekend, man. Big card this weekend. Well, for me personally, we had TJ Dillashaw on food truck. He also fights this Saturday. TJ, if you haven't seen the food truck, it's a fun one. I had a friend like, man, I wish you would talk more about PDs and what he was dealing with. That's not what I do. I, I don't give a flying fuck that he's on PDs. I don't care. And you're going to get it all this week leading up to it. I'm sure all the MMA media is going to ask him about it. I don't care. We got to move on from that. Yep, he served his two-year suspension. What else you want to do? We got to move on. Was he on it when he fought other guys? They tested all his shit. They didn't find anything. Move on. You got to move on. And for TJ, fighting Corey, San Corey Sanhagen, they know each other. They come from similar camps. 
Uh, I talked to all my boys who train Cody uh, or Corey and um, train with him and his coaches this morning. They're all like, dude, this is a landslide for Corey, man. Like this, wow. this is an easy fight for him. What? I'm like, what? And you know, on food truck, I asked TJ, I go, dude, you don't, you know, two year layoff, man. It's tough to be active, you know, come back ring rust, a real deal. Look at fucking Connor, dude. Some guys don't believe in it, but dude, it's a real thing for a lot of guys. And for TJ, he goes, no, they, they wanted to give me, you know, someone not ranked in the top five. And I told them no. And he was like, you know, I was supposed to get a title shot. I was supposed to fight the winner of Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling, but <clears throat> obviously with the illegal need, that's out the window. So I won the next best thing, and that's Corey Sandhagen. He's like, this is a good matchup for me. I'm like, after two years, though, no. dude? He's like, that's what I want. Yeah, you get going, man. What is he, 34, 33? He's like, I, I got to get going. This is a good matchup for me. We know each other. I've trained with him. I know where I'm better than uh, he is. So, you know, I'd like to see him dust the old gloves off and get a warm-up fight, but that's not what TJ wants to do. And you forget when TJ was suspended, you know, he, he four four wins in a row, man. He's a, he's a monster. He's a fucking monster. You almost have forgot. I don't really want to <clears throat> pick a winner here, but I will say this. Corey's never been outside of three rounds. You, he's very dangerous on the feet. I think he definitely has a striking striking advantage over uh, TJ when it comes to his knees and his length. And, you know, he's obviously the taller fighter. I think he'll be better in the clinch. TJ has championship experience. TJ gets better as the rounds go on. I'd say TJ's footwork and mixing it up is better as far as transition to striking to grappling is better. And, and I think the big thing for me why I lean towards TJ a little bit. Granted, this is us assuming it's vintage TJ after a two-year layoff. If he, if he has any hiccups or a slow start, he's going to get knocked down the first, second round. But let's say TJ's ready to go. His mental state, he's ready to go. Ring rust isn't a factor for him. And it's vintage TJ. Man, his cardio and his wrestling is going to be a problem for Corey. His, it, you know, Corey's been taking on every single fight besides the Frank Yeager one because he knocked him out so fast. But you know, Corey doesn't have great takedown defense. His takedown offenses are those knees and threatening the knees, so guys are hesitant to shoot in. But uh, he's been taken down in damn near every fight that he's had in the UFC besides that uh, Frank Yeager fight, and he knocked him out in 28 seconds, where the fuck it was. So, you know, I do think that's going to be a fact, and especially for a guy like TJ, you know, if you do have ring rust, the best way to knock that off or, or in the first, second round is by taking a guy down, and that's his advantage. You know, I think Corey is dangerous. His, his jiu-jitsu really comes from his guard. Um, but in transitions, like his darts, his anacondas, not so much. So I think TJ has a huge advantage when it comes to the takedowns. I, I, I do not know what's going to happen in this fight. I wish I could call it. I cannot call this fight. Love both guys. Rooting for both guys. There's something about, <clears throat> you know, what TJ's gone through and him basically being the Lance Armstrong fucking the UFC now. Him being, you know, older, like this is his shot. You know, even if Corey to, to lose this fight, he's he's still gonna be champion one day. For TJ, it's, it's you know, you gotta shit or get off the pot. So it's, there's a little more pressure on TJ. There's a lot of pressure to be honest, because he loses this one, it's you know, it's gonna be tough, man. Especially in that division, it's pretty pretty crammed at the top. So for TJ, there's a lot more on the line than Corey. Corey's a young kid; he has a lot going for him. If he loses this one, he'll get back to it. But for TJ, not the same. 
So I, I just think, you know, TJ has an advantage as far as being there in the big spotlights, but he has he's such a he has such a disadvantage when it comes to, you know, taking two years off. That's a long time. If we've seen anything with, you know, especially a guy like Conor McGregor, there's a reason why we're not seeing vintage Conor. He's he, you know, he's not active. You gotta be active. The only way to get better is fighting is by fighting and not by training. So the other thing you gotta worry about is <clears throat> TJ, who's an a- absolute training you know, demon him being overtrained for this, but he, you know, cause remember they're supposed to fight earlier, but Corey got a cut on the top of his uh, eyebrow there. So they pushed the fight back. So, you know, I'm a little worried about overtraining. I know some guys are like, yeah, but you know, how's he going to feed, you know, he's not an EPO anymore. I truly believe he only did EPO that for that to make 125. So that was a mistake clearly. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Aspen Lads on the card. Uh, who else we got? Darren Elkins, a fun one. Mickey Gall hasn't fought in a hot fucking second. Not the best card. Not the best card at all. But that main event, that's that's all we care about. You got a winner in that, Chin? You know both guys. Both guys been there. I love both guys. I think because of time off, I think Corey can get it done. Take it, yeah. I think Corey has to get it done in the first two. Mm. If TJ can weather the storm drag him down, get him into the deep waters, it's going to be TJ's fight. If gun to the head and bet on it, I'd say TJ via decision. That's assuming TJ doesn't have ring rest and he's ready to go. If, it, if he's a step behind what he was, he's going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. He'll get finished by Corey. Corey's a bad mamma jamma. He's so good. Yeah, I love Corey. Dude, he's and I love TJ. I love both of them. First guy ever to bring his own goddamn food truck to the Food Truck Diaries. It's good food. Acai bowls. We had uh, freaking green juices. Here's the thing, dude. If you're not a connoisseur of green drinks, like, you know, the vegetable juicing and the cold press stuff like that, and you like, oh, I'll, and I drank two of them, and then I drank his coffee cold press with some MCT oil in it. Dude, if you want to shit your pants for the entire weekend, do that. Do that. And then you know what you do is if you really want to mix it up, Drink two cold-pressed green juices of kale and spinach and all that. Have their MCT cold-pressed coffee and then also an acai bowl. And then when you get home, eat the spiciest Thai food you've ever had and see what happens. We call it the perfect storm. It was not fun for your boy. Not fun at all. Shout TJ's uh, food truck. It was a great food truck. It's available now if you haven't seen it. We want to get it out before he does all the uh, bullshit press this week. And it's up and it's booming. It's Monday, so go watch it right now. What what you got for me, Chin? By the way, the food truck is on like basically all the major MMA media outlets right now. My food truck is? Yeah, because they're, they're talking about the stuff that TJ talked oh, about. Oh, really? On, yeah, so it's on almost all of them. It's very rare they cover anything. I that know, that's do. what I'm, yeah. That's it, what like, you would wow. say it's competition? I get, I get it. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess we're similar. Um, all right, so you talked about this on Fighter and the Kid, but I don't think we talked about it here on Blow the Belt. Yeah, I thought this was so interesting. So he went on Dan Lebetard's show. He had a mask on, which was a little (laughs) cheesy. But uh, so Dan Lebetard was like, man, feel free to fire away. And this is what he put. Do you want me to play it? or Yeah, just will the audience be able to see it and hear it? Yeah. You play it. It's interesting, dude. Mm -hmm. You tell me when to cut it off. So I I will say this. I've never personally worked with Ariel, ever. He's a real journalist, journalist. I'm a guy that tells dick jokes and talks about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. You know, so he's always been like the company guy. He's a, he's a suit guy. He's a real journalist. He's probably the best journalist we have in the game. He's the closest thing we have to Stephen A. Smith, right? 
he doesn't have those opinions, but he, as far as straight journalism, he's he's the guy. He's kind of the the standard. Which God bless him, he's worked his ass off for. The only thing I've heard about Ariel, and I've heard it from a million people, mm-hmm. does not play well with others. Yeah. Anybody I know who's ever worked with him does not have nice nice things to say. Anybody I've ever talked to in the MMA space says, do not work with him. Now, I never judge a book by its cover. I'm sure people have had their issues with him. I've never worked with him, nor would I, I have no reason to. You know, he's a journalist, not what I do. Uh, but I've never had any issues with him. But anybody I know, people that I consider friends, people in that MMA journalist space say he's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> what? No, it's just because I, I listen to Luke Thomas and stuff too, and I, I just he just gets angry. Luke does? Saying, yeah. But he doesn't say go into detail, but... Luke yeah. can't stand him. Yeah, I know. Luke cannot stand it's him. It's kind of funny. I know a lot of people that can't. Again, people have issues with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I go based off my experience. I've, you know, again, I've never worked with him, so I, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't have an opinion on it. I don't know. I, from what I see, he's good at his job, but anybody I know who's ever worked with a guy. Like, remember when you went through the foxing and Dana banned him? Mm-hmm. Notice how no one stuck up for him? When, when none of your peers stick up for you, that's a bad sign. But again, I don't know. Might be awesome. Never know. All right, let me play. Wish he wasn't wearing this fucking mask. <laughs> All right. Did Dana White run you out of ESPN? So I can't answer that question with yes or no, but I will explain it like this. From the moment it was made public that I was joining ESPN, unbeknownst to me on my life, on my kid's life, I didn't know when I was hired by ESPN, I didn't know that they were in talks with the UFC. I had no idea. At the time, they really had like one MMA guy on the staff. I thought, all right, you know, the sport is growing. Conor McGregor, they want to beef up the coverage. I had no idea about the other stuff. And then if you recall, and you can go back and look, initially they signed them to a 10-card deal, ESPN Plus only. And then I was like, all right, they're not the sole exclusive broadcast partner. I could live with that. And then it became the whole freaking thing. And then I started to get nervous. So from the moment... Um, it was made public in mid-May that I was going to ESPN. And at that time, it had already been out that uh, they had signed this deal with ESPN, the UFC did. Dana White tried to get me not even to make it to my first day. Uh, I mean, he, he, he raised hell to try to get to stop me. My first day was June 15th. Tried to stop me to get to the first day. Now, uh, to the credit of a lot of the executives there, they all said no. They all had my back. They gave me shows. They gave me opportunities. But for the next three years, uh, it was, you know, one roadblock after the next. It was one issue after the next. It was all kinds of stuff. I'll tell you a story. I've never, I've never even um, shared this story. When I would be at events, Dan, and everyone, um, and let's say it's the weigh-ins, right? And uh, there's a desk there, and I'm doing something beforehand. But Dana White is coming as a guest in 30 minutes or something. I would have to be escorted out of the venue because... Per his request, I couldn't be in his vicinity or his line of sight. So here I am on the set of a company that I work for and security, the nicest people in the world who were embarrassed that they had to do this would tell me, I'm sorry, Arrow, we have to walk you out. You know how that makes someone feel? We have to walk you out of the venue because Dana White doesn't want you in his line of sight. I said, I'll sit right over there. I won't even look at him. I'll look at my phone. What, What are we doing here? So that's the kind of stuff that I had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, what, what can you do?
Another little break for you guys. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top rated sports book. Y'all, you want to make bank? You want to bet on the freaking Bucks and the Suns? You want to bet on UFC? You want to bet on the Olympics? How about America? You like America? You like our athletes? They're over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and you can make some money with DraftKings. DraftKings has a medal worthy for you guys, listen to this offer. Place a pre-event wager, $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. We better, man. That's 100 to 1 odds on American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze. Any medal does it. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in all the action. I dig DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. Plenty of instructions for new betters. All right, we got you covered, man. My friends and family all use DraftKings, and you guys are going to love it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BTB when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code BTB to turn $1 into $100. If you hate America, don't bet. We're definitely your medal, man. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Listen, man, whenever you're starting a new project, whatever it is can be nerve-wracking. Wouldn't you like to know beforehand whether it's going to work out or not? That's where Credit Karma can give you more confidence before you make a decision. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations, whether you want cash back, travel rewards, all right, you got debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals. With a selection of options and approval odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast, or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with comments today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. Ariel Hawani went on Dan Libertad's show and what? And slammed sad sack fake journalist. Who, I wonder who, who's he talking about? Like, he didn't, he, I don't think he actually pointed he's it out. He's talking about other ESPN guys? Like, yeah, other Akimoto? people that don't really know. Oh, oh, what's that? What's the Brett Okamoto? Okamoto? <laughs> I like Brett. I know. Uh, let me just play this real quick. It's short. The thing, like, I don't want anyone to think that ESPN you know, fired me or didn't extend any contract. They did. Of course, it wasn't what I was hoping for. And you can come up with your own type of theory as to, you know, why they extended the offer that they extended. I think I'm worth a lot more than they offered. And uh, I'm out, you know, I'm out to prove it. And I'll just add like, you know, the pettiness knows no bounds. The real estate, as they say in Las Vegas, I hear is pretty good these days. For Ariel Hawani, and I'll talk to myself in third person, it's rent-free because what they did on Saturday, the two shows that I had with Chael in D.C. that I helped build, that I was the one who was promoting more than anyone, anyone, I mean, all day incessantly, I never got a single plug in my three years there, a single plug on any type of broadcast, any type of broadcast for three years. I, I, I stopped counting at the seventh plug on Saturday for their two new shows. And I love DC and Chelsea. The like shows are brothers. terrible, too. I will do any, I will They're literally so go in front of a car for those guys. They're the most loyal friends. But the pettiness to try to raise those shows. I think it's pettiness. Now I'm out. 
to try to put me down because now I'm out, to try to continue to hurt me, put roadblocks in front of me because I'm out is, is laughable to me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to continue covering this sport. I'm going to continue doing it the right way and the fair way. And they could bring their parade of sad sack fake journalists to their events all day long to do whatever they want to do and, uh, you know, bow down to them. I'll, I'll, I'll be just fine with the people that I'm working for. Vox, Ringer, Spotify, Substack, BT Sport. I'll be just fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's an upset dude. So um, one plug when he was there the entire time in three years, they never, they never promoted his shows, but now they're popping. I mean, that, that, that's a, but also, you know, you made this bet, you got a lion in Papa. Like, why does Dana not like you? Let's talk about that. Why is why was he upset about you? Well, if we go back, remember the Brock Lesnar thing? Mm-hmm. They told you not to release it. They did you a solid. You had all the credentials, all that stuff. And they said, nobody release this before. We want to be the first. It's their company. Yeah. That's their rules. You broke the rules, dude. That's why he's upset. Whose fault is that? Not Dana's fault. It's an aerial mistake. Again, Ariel's really good at his job. He's going to be fine, man. He's really, really good. Yeah. Sounds like he's pretty upset. That's the most I've seen him upset on any broadcast. It's the most emotion I've seen out of the guy. I, th- I thought he was a robot. <laughs> I, thought he was, I thought he was a MMA robot. He does cry. Like, not all the time, but he, he had some episodes where he cried. But this is like the actual fierce, I'm pissed off kind of aerial. Yeah. And the UFC and ESPN just keeps beating to their own drum. They don't give a flying fuck. That's yeah. the way it works with these big companies, man. But he's going to be fine. He's yeah. A, he's, he, of course. He'll figure it out. Those other, I, I'll give Ariel credit. Those other shows suck. I tried. I, I tried, tried too. To I tried watching. Like, God, this is mm-hmm. bad. What are they thinking? ESPN ratings are tanking, dude. Well, you mentioned would be way better if they just put Chael and Daniel together. Put two guys who know what the fuck yeah, they're talking about. I don't show. want to hear this guy I've never heard of talk about MMA. <laughs> this guy, just because he doesn't have a job with NFL or NBA because it's too crowded, you throw him over to the MMA side. And I'm like, why is this guy talking about fucking Connor? That's all they know, too. It, it's so weird, dude. It is a word. Yeah, it's not going to work out. Those shows are going to last another month or two, and then they're going to get ratings. Like, gosh, oh, shit, this isn't working. And then take your advice, put DC and Chill together. Yes, that's yeah. what's going to happen. All right, speaking of Dana, I'll actually play this for you, too. We're playing a lot of videos here. but I'll Dana play this. called Logan Paul? Yeah. And Logan, Logan answered on air? No, he just talked about it on air, on his, on his podcast. Guess who cold called me? Cold called me. Jackie Chan. The day of- Jackie Chan. Close. That's a good guess. That'd be Close. sick. The day of the UFC fight. Guess who called, called me? I'm sitting on my couch. See a name pop up on my phone. What did, what did it say, Mike? Go ahead, guess. You said, what did you say, Jackie Chan? Yeah, my was Jackie Classic Chan. Bill Clinton? Nope. Dana White. <clears throat> Those right were all solid guesses. Yep. <laughs> Dana White. Name pops up on my phone. Dana White. I, I go... What the fuck? So do you already have his so number? Jake, he's sitting next to bro. It's okay. 11 a.m. We're eating breakfast. And I'm like, this is weird. Um, why do I even have his contact? Like that? <laughs> wait, it was in your phone? Yes. Like Dana White yes. is calling? Yes. How did you get his number? We were in a group chat uh, with a bunch of people. We bet on like a uh, like a uh, the horse derby. Mm. Oh, oh, Kentucky Derby? Yeah, we yeah, bet yeah, on that. Yeah. And he was in it. So I put him in my contact and he called me. And I put a weird group chat. <laughs> yeah, what? Yep. I hear about these group chats. Bob Mentory was in it. It was weird. Yeah, it's a pretty long, a decent line. But so Keep he, going. Let me hear it. Okay. Does he say what he talked about? He eventually, after like, you can fast forward it. Again, Jake's, Jake's pissed him off. Him and Jake have like an ongoing feud. See, that's but I've also come out publicly and said I love Dana White. Like I just love Dana White. I always have. I always will. He's a ruthless businessman. He's 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 the head honcho. Um, 
and I got no beef with him, but I'm not sure how he feels about me because by default, my relationship with my brother will always take precedence. But if I can be cool with someone, I will. Calls me. He goes, hey, man. Is it this Logan? I'm like, yeah, what's up, Dana? He's like, so the seats that you got, you got two tickets, right? I was like, yeah. He goes, so I got, I got, I got better seats for you in what's called billionaire's row. He's, he's like, um, you'll have a much better experience, whatever. And I'm like flabbergasted and honored, right? Like Dana White's accommodating me. This is fantastic. And I said, psych! <laughs> Fuck your seat! Fuck you! And your brother! <laughs> nah, so, so he basically tells me he's, he's got good seats for me, a better experience, whatever. I'm honored. I say, thanks, Dana. And I hang up, and Jake's like, yeah, that was weird. And uh, he gave me really good seats. Who else was in my section? Banks. Banks yeah. I was a little upset. Banks got to sit next to Adriana Lima. Banks? Yeah. Banks and Tyson. Yeah. Banks. Yeah. Face Banks? Who's that? Okay. Oh, it's a video game. There's a lot of TikTokers there and shit. You, I've never seen someone more beautiful in my life. Like these, yeah, these she's a dime. top, top tier models. Yeah. Have that. I'm with them on this. Where you look at them, you're like, how the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. What? How is this possible? You, yeah. Are you from this planet? Yeah. Yep. She got a man's, right? Yeah, we're sitting, we're sitting next to her. I right, think. Right, I think. Right. Banks is her man. Good <laughs> <laughs> for him. It? Shit. Yeah, basically it. He just gave him tickets to uh, I guess Billionaires Row, which is like this really awesome section. So yeah, that's cool. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think he's doing that for Jake Paul, but I think Jake Paul's doing the Lord's work, calling Dana out. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. But that's why it's a little interesting. Because, yeah, Jake Paul's going hard on But Dana. also, Dana's a businessman. Like, it's good for Logan. It's better for the UFC if Logan's sitting in front row. And, Jake, too. And who, who was the TikToker who got shit for saying hi to uh, Trump? She basically got canceled. Oh, Alice, Addison, Al Addison, Addison Ray. Ray. And then, she, you know, she made a joke. She's like, uh, three and a half months of journalism school at LSU really paid off, and it was just a prank. People were so upset. They're like, I've been in school for seven years. I don't get these opportunities. This is bullshit. Mm. And she's like, oh, shit, you guys thought this. She had to come out. She's like, this was fake. You a lot of people man. were pissed. I don't know why. I mean, a lot of journalists were pissed. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you had it, you'd be there. Yeah, she's super famous. So, I mean, it's going to be a journalist. journalist. She was yeah. even there for the UFC had nothing. The UFC had to come out like, we did not hire this girl. She has nothing <laughs> to do with us. Okay. This is the bet that Jake Paul and Tyron Woldy took. And this was the press conference on, when was it, last, last, last Wednesday? You boys were there? How was it? It looked awkward on TV, like the big robot and shit. So it was fun, a lot of excitement. Logan was there. He was making a lot of fun with it. Jake was, I would say he was stuttering a lot. Tom Woodley looked like he was calm. He was ready to beat some ass. Yeah. Yeah. If Woodley shows up, like right frame of mind, could be a tough night for Jake. I just felt like he, especially for this bet, he didn't look good. Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. It just what? seemed like Jake Paul just kind of almost like bullied him. To, to really? Bet. Let yeah. me see it. I didn't see it. Mentioned that you wanted to make a bet with him to double up the purse. Is that something that you're still bringing up that you're interested in? God, yeah, Jake's look, a I big mean, dude. He, he didn't want to take that bet. I did, but I didn't want to let you fucking get the upper hand. At the time you said, I'm like, damn, that sounds appetizing. But I just didn't want to let. I didn't want to let you just get that moment. Okay, so so how about this? Let's make a new bet right now. I just let's make, it, let's make a new ass. bet. If I beat you, you have to get I love Jake Paul tattooed on you. <laughs> But but if you beat me, I get I love Tyrone Woodley tattooed on me, and you have to post it on your Instagram feed. Deal or no deal? Put. Are you confident or not? <laughs> what y'all think? That's hilarious. Bro, y'all think Bro. I should do it? Bro, this guy this guy has no fucking confidence. Bet. Deal or no deal? Deal. Can we shake, can we shake on it? Wow. There we go. <laughs> It's be awkward. It is to get like that. a childish bet, but 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's their world, you know? And I wonder, I just wonder, because he said if I lose, I'll get Tyrone Woodley tattooed on me. Right? I love him. He will. But I think, will he spell it Tyrone instead of Tyron? For sure. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, also, Dustin Poirier, we already saw this before, but Dustin Poirier actually finally received that. Yeah, Poirier's that. not going to wear that. He's a father, man. Come on. Yeah, but he received that. He's selling it and uh, donated it to his charity. So yep, that's, that's cool. what he's doing. And that's what he posted about it. Good sleepy Mac chain day from Jake Paul. I will be auctioning off soon for the Good Fight Foundation to do something big in Lafayette. That's cool. They say it's 100K. Do you think it's actually 100K? Yeah. Really? Yeah, if it's real, the customized piece, well, it, those diamonds and shit. That is insane if it is. Yeah. All right. And those Paul brothers have so much fucking money. I don't think people realize how much money those boys make. Mm -hmm. Like, that's nothing to them. Indeed. Um, it's like the, the people don't realize, those, like those Nelk boys, they did like a giveaway, like some fan that just gave a Lamborghini to. <laughs> when you think of it, <clears throat> you know, you're like, holy shit, a Lamborghini. To them, that's nothing. Nothing, dude. And Nelk boys are all about YouTube, right? Yeah. Is that how they're famous? Yep. And YouTube guys are just, when, they, when they're killing it, they're just killing Crushing it. it. Yeah. Just a quick announcement, fight announcement, Valentina Shevchenko and Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy That's didn't get her face kicked off. <laughs> I mean, who, who come get some. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who's next to get beat up by Shevchenko? Very true. But, uh, and yeah. I like Lauren Murphy. She's a fucking tough girl, man. But yeah, Shevchenko is so too. fucking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great backstory. Former drug addict. Yeah. Well, this is cool for her, but we kind of feel like we know what's going to happen there. Correct. On that same week, that's for that's UFC 266. When is 266? Because 265 is August like 6th or 7th. We're doing the fight campaign for that. We have a great lineup for that. September 4th. International Fight Week is going to come back. Remember, they had to stop it last year because of, or, sure. yeah, because of COVID. So that's coming back as well. Who, who's the main event on 66? Oh, your boy, Brian Ortega and Volkanovski. Okay. They're, they're, but there's some great other fights on that too. Yeah, the announced ones. Yeah, Shevchenko, yeah, Nick Diaz. That's like a and Robbie Lawler. That's that gonna bring the most eyeballs by far. Mm -hmm. Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler be on there. It's gonna get Brian Ortega and Volkanovski paid. Hell yeah. And Tatiana. So it's good that she's on that card too. Oh, you got Jessica Andrade versus uh Calvillo. Mar Marias, Curtis Blaze, Rosenstruck. Yeah, it's a great Tatiana, card. Tatiana, fuck yeah, that's a great card. Hopefully we can do a fight campaign for that. Hopefully I'm not on the road. All righty. And then I'm sure you saw this popping up. No, no I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have social media. Uh, okay. right. so I, don't, I shouldn't say I don't have it. I don't see it. All right. So what is it? It's kind of fascinating. This is a 66-year-old or almost 66-year-old woman uh, who is a huge Khabib fan. So she was holding the sign. I think this is out at, outside of per, Performance Institute to get a picture of Khabib. Okay. I'm going to. Is she from Dagestan? Colombia. Dana's too old to be wearing those shoes. He looks like Brian Callen. Who am I to clown? I'll be that old wearing this. But it's in my DNA to wear rock shoes. His, it's like forced. Like the Nelk boys gave him those shoes. They're just so yellow. It just, it's not for you, Bubba. You're 60 years old. Uh, well, she got her wish. Damn, that so top be... Khabib's wearing is fucking fire. I know, right? It makes you look rich. Oh, that's a whole thing. I thought it was just a T and no. some jeans. <clears throat> Man, still dope. Khabib had some dope sneakers on that shit would be so <laughs> fire. I would totally rock that. Good for her. She got yeah. a picture. And she also got like VIP treatment at the at the fights too. Oh damn, that's cool. Yeah, was she on cool. Billionaire's Row? That I don't know. VIP and the billion, Billionaire's Row is probably like way 
That's dope. We didn't really talk about this, but so Connor posted all these different pictures of his leg, like with wraps on it. He said he already like did hairline fractures on it before. Here's the thing with all this, <clears throat> just so you guys know how the how it works. So, you know, he came out, he said, ask the UFC, ask Dana, ask Dr. Davidson. Yeah. They they knew about it. They trust me, they did not know about it. There's not a chance. And they came out and said they didn't know about it. When you go in before a fight, the before weigh-ins, I, I, now I, the, the weigh-ins are weird, but when I was fighting, before you go in weigh-ins, you get checked out by the doctor, and there's a thing that says prior injuries, and most fighters just hit no, no. to all of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can't fight yeah. because the the commission and the UFC would be on the hook if they allow you to fight. If you have a cut, if you have you know fractures, they they can't. They'd be such on. The, they'd be so fucked. If Connor threw one leg kick and broke his fucking leg and was like, I told you guys. And they'd be like, yeah, I know. We forced you to fight. They'd be so fucked. It's just, he's taking a page out of Deontay Wilder on how not to handle a fight loss. Like, this isn't the way to go, dude. You just got to own it, man. You got to own it. It's such, and I lo- you guys know this. It's well-documented. I'm such a Connor fan. It's such a shame the way he's dealing with this loss. It's such a shame. It's not the way to go, man. Even people respect me. Like, come on, dude. Come on, man. It's just not the way to go. It's just not the way to deal with it. The UFC did not know the injuries were not the reason you lost this fight. That was a fucking 10-8 round. Speaking of that 10-8, uh, this is Michael Bisbee talking about John Kavanaugh because John Kavanaugh kind of said it was going the way they wanted and then he was going to KO him in the second round, right? So then Bisbee obviously was like, what, dude? Really? But yeah. This is Bisbee talking? Yep. But in terms of Conor McGregor, in terms of the machine, the fan base that he has, and the narrative to twist the situation, just like his coach, John Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh has said, he said, oh, so I, I saw nothing that I saw nothing that concerned me. They misspelled that. That's not my lack of reading. Uh, I knew that in the second round we would get the knockout. Eesh, nothing I was seeing there concerned me at all. What? If that's true, John, Connor sh- should fire you immediately because that's very concerning. You were on your back. You were getting dominated. It was a 10-8 round. That's concerning. You don't want to get your ass kicked. Simple as that. And that's what was happening. The leg kick was unfortunate, but as I said, it gives Connor McGregor an excuse or a reason why the fight ended. But if that didn't happen, I mean, come on. The odds of him turning the round and the finish dust in the second round when the round one is supposed to be Connor's best round, it wasn't good. It was not a good performance. Agree 100% with Bismi, spot on. Mm. Now, as opposed to firing, I don't know if you need to go that extreme firing him, but again, we're, we, and I've done it before too with Connor until now. We've all, we've been in this trance, this Connor trance, because we saw us come up and it's one of the greatest stories in sports history. And you got, you can be a fan of Connor, but we got to stop with the excuses, man. We have to. And, it's really concerning. His head coach goes, we had him right where we want him. It's like, dude, in what fucking world? You're telling me before the fight, you're like, all right, dude, here's what's going to happen. You can get taken down and you get, you're going to show no signs of win this fight. And then we're going to knock him out in the second. And anybody who knows who's a Connor fan goes, well, Connor usually gets done the first round. The second, the more the fight goes on, it's not good for him. So if you're getting, if the 10-8 round in the first round, when that's your best, that's usually when you're at your best, you're getting dominated. In what fucking world is John fucking coming from? He's like, we have him right where we want him. We're going to knock him out. It's like, dude, now you're fucking up with with this fight. Now you're you're not owning it, and now you're not handling it the way you guys should be handling it. You say, yeah, the ring rust is a bigger factor than us. He's in his leg back. We got to work on some stuff. We're just not there. And everyone be like, yeah, cool, dude. But now it's like, ah, fuck, dude. Sounded weird. Oh, it's not good. Yeah, Bisbing hit that on the nose. It's not good, dude. 
But and this is the problem. This is the problem with Connor. He's surrounded by guys going, dude, you had him. Head coach. Your head coach goes, dude, we had him right where we want him. It's like, if I'm kind of like, what we did? He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, but uh, I didn't land anything. I had taken down, dude, and wobbled. And then some judges had it 10 8. Yeah, I know. But, dude, you right where we want him. Like, really? You're fired, dude. (laughs) You need to move to fucking Dagestan, start training with them boys, and get some shit under your belt, man. I, I would seriously consider maybe changing camps if he's if he's dead serious. If he's just playing, if he's trying to like control the narrative, uh-huh. you know, which the Connor camp does all the time. Very similar to LeBron James. Notice LeBron James has the entire staff at ESPN under his fucking thumb. His entire staff. So when LeBron loses, you never see any blame on LeBron ever. It's always this guy messed up, this team member messed up, he dropped the ball. You there's never any ownership from LeBron James ever. And that's because his team dominates the media cycle, just like Connor. So what Connor's trying to do, no one's under the Connor thumb, except for maybe MacLife, because he owns MacLife. But for the rest of the outlets, everyone's like, dude, he's getting his ass kicked. Outside that, everyone's like, no, he's winning, dude. In what fucking world, man? God damn it, you guys. Yeah, I understand him having his back a little bit, but that just sounds insane. It does. It just sounds stupid. Yeah. It, it, it's, you just you just lose respect for the, the entire squad when you hear this narrative. You're like, oh, my God, you guys are not handling this right. Okay, so an update on Joe Schilling. I guess that guy that got KO'd by him is suing him for, I think, over $30,000. Him and the actual place, too. What's he suing the, the burger place? Because uh, they didn't handle it cr- correctly. What do you want him to do? You don't want to act like a dumbass. Listen, with all this, A, hopefully you don't get any money from Joe Schilling. B, you're the reason you got knocked out, dude. You have to take some ownership. Now, should Joe Schilling have knocked you unconscious like that? Probably not. Mm -mm. However, however, (laughs) however, you have to take some responsibility, dude. You're the one being a drunk asshole. You're the one talking shit to professional fighter. You take no ownership? So let's say you didn't get hammered and act like a jackass and talk shit to Joe Schilling. What would have happened? Nothing, dumb-dumb. And now you want 30 grand? Because the system's set up for pussies like yourself? That's insane, dude. In what world are we living in? Take some fucking ownership, man. You're the dumbass talking shit to professional fighter. Flexed on him. Dude, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You should not get 30 grand for playing a stupid game. That's what you get. Bet you won't do that again, and that's the only way you're going to learn. Bet you won't do that again. You want to sue the restaurant for what? Because you're a fucking moron? It's insane, dude. Take ownership. You're an asshole. You crossed the wrong guy and Joe Schilling got dealt with. You got embarrassed, dude. Take ownership, man. You're the reason this situation happened. This isn't a Joe Schilling problem. This is your dumbass problem. And now you want to drag it to courts and hire all this shit? Take some ownership, man. How about you pay fucking Joe Schilling 30 grand for being an idiot? What else you got? All right. This is a weird story. So I don't even know. What it's-, it's not, though. Like People want to mouth off these days because they're protected by the laws of the government. But, dude, there should be repercussions. If you're going to play stupid games, this is what happens, man. Talk shit to professional fighter, stare at him, flex on him. What do you think is going to happen, dude? He definitely crossed the road. What do you think is going to happen, man? What did you think Joe Schilling was going to do? Let you fucking mouth off and talk shit to him? And you, you think this is the first time this guy's done this? <laughs> like, you got to learn your lesson, man. Mm-hmm. If the, dude, if my kid was 20-something years old, talking shit to a professional fighter inside a bar, came home and was like, Dad, I got fucking punched in the mouth. I'm like, well, what happened? Well, I got drunk, and I started talking shit to him. Like, well, what did he do? He was doing nothing. I just saw him. I didn't like the way he looked, so I kept talking shit to him. And he punched you in the mouth. I'm like, yeah, 
Bet you won't do that again. Oh, I want to sue him. No, you're not suing him. What are you going to sue him for? Being a fucking idiot? What are you going to sue him for? These are life lessons you need to learn, dude. <laughs> that, that's the way the world should work, man. Yeah. But the government is, is defending these idiots, dude. These fucking morons. The, the court of law goes, well, you can't punch people in the mouth, dude. We, well, why did he get punched in the mouth? Let's talk about that. I don't know if he was talking shit, but he definitely flexed on him. He was talking shit according to Joe Schilling, who yeah. I know and trust way more than this moron at a bar. <laughs> him talking shit and then flexed on a professional fighter. Dude, if you fuck with a... Fu That's like him bit by a cobra and suing the cobra. It's a fucking cobra. <laughs> You're the one that put your hand in the goddamn cage. You want to kill the snake? But you put your hand in the cage, dude. You have to take ownership for putting your hand in a cobra cage. It's not the cobra's fault. Cobras bite. Fighters fight. That's a good line, dude. Okay, this is Eddie Bravo talking about a submission. If someone can do this, he'll pay him $2,000. Love Eddie. Miss Eddie. Want to get him on fucking fight campaign. That'd be awesome. I'm going to pay $2,000 to the first person who pulls this off in MMA. It's got to be MMA. I love yeah, Eddie, man. Fuck, first this makes liver sense. shot knockout from the truck with a downward elbow. Gotta be an, it's got to be a sanctioned MMA fight. Obviously, you're going to have it on video. First guy who pulls this off and gets the knockout. Does he show the move? Shot knockout. Fuck like nasty said bet. <laughs> Check it out. Boom, right there. Bam. Bam. Now, go back to baseball bat. Go back to baseball bat. And then go step one. Walk through the... Oh, it's like a twister, but you submit... A, you, but you finish him with an elbow to the liver? God, that's gonna be tough to do. There's some guys who can do it though. Hitting that wrist down with that hand, and then downward elbows right there. Boom, boom. You drop them until she gives up. If she gives up, two thousand dollars. I'll match Eddie's two grand. Oh snap! But it has to happen at a high level organization. So it has to happen. I'll can LFC, UFC, Bellator, one championship. Has to happen or rising. Has to happen a major promotion. Not like King of the Cage. No. Okay. Uh, has happened in a high level promotion. I'll match Eddie's two grand. 4K, that's great. 4K. Yeah. Someone pulls that off at a, in a, a major promotion, I'll match Eddie's 2K. Perfect. There's your cut down. And you miss Eddie too. I love Eddie. Yeah. Hopefully that gives some steam to this. <laughs> um. So I just, I thought this was cool because Bill Burr was talking about Conor McGregor's trash talk. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, he didn't say anything like, I'll just, you can read this right here. This is Bill talking yeah. on his pot rant in his podcast. Uh, he was on, uh, was it his podcast? Well, let's, I'll look it up afterwards. Uh, so this is Bill Burr saying this. He put, Jesus Christ, your wife is in my DMs. Jesus. And does saying he's a dirtbag. They usually say all sorts of crazy shit. And then afterward, they're so nice. This is the only time I can remember where it sounded like pre-fight hype. And then I like the people who are going, he went too far. Don't, don't say things about his wife. What are you talking about? They say all sorts of crazy things. Oh, he said he was going to murder me. It's like, pfft. He didn't say he was going to eat his children. He didn't say, I'm going to fuck, fuck you until you love me. There's a lot more crazy shit than that. Uh, fuck you to love me is a Mike Tyson line. Mm -hmm. He's selling the fight and he's Conor McGregor. And if you fight him, you make money. And that's, uh, that's when his thing. Oh, so what's the podcast? And, they and at that point, his podcast recorder shuts down. And when he comes back, he goes on a tangent about <laughs> beers. Yeah. I he mean, says, yeah, that's not crossing the line, I guess. Disagree, disagree with Bill. Also, Bill's not really in the fight world, you know, mm -hmm. like he, I don't, there's shit talking. Then there's, especially a guy like Dustin Poirier to go after his wife. It's like, 
I'm all for the shit talk, but there is a line crossed. I know I know there are cage fighters and stuff like that, but there's a line you can cross and and Connor definitely crossed that line. He's crossed lines like that in the yeah. past too. Yeah. Religion, all uh-huh. that stuff. Mm-hmm. When I was mentioning Matt Mitchell potentially getting cut, so Bellator parted with a bunch of different people, including Lee, Liam McGeary. And oh, Liam really? McGeary, yeah. Liam McGeary was like their I like guy. Liam. Yeah. yeah. And Daniel Strauss. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because you don't hear guys getting cut from Bellator very often. Beck Rawlings, Heather Hardy. God, no she, had, she had a lot of hype. Those are the top ones. Whoa, who are these people? They also got cut? Mm-hmm. They cut... Uh, Alessia Zakara. Interesting. Can you scroll up a little more? Oh, up. Interesting. Tyler Clarkson. All right. Bunch of people got cut. Yeah. And like Liam McGeary, he wasn't... I think he just lost his last one, but won the one pre- like before that. I wonder what's going on there. Do you see your boy uh, Jake, the WWE guy? Jake Hager? Yeah, wanted to fight Fedor. And then uh, I did see this. And then... Um, our guy, the war master, Josh Bar- oh, Barnett, yeah. was like, hell no. You do not deserve this fucking fight. Yeah. He's like, you're nowhere near the level you need to be a fight of Fedor. He's like, that's my fight. And went off on him. Good for Josh Barnett. Yeah. But what do Josh you do? definitely deserves that fight. Yeah, for sure. Well, who do you think would do better numbers? Jake Oh, or Josh? Josh. All day. Yeah. He's you're talking about a real staple. You're talking about a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You're talking about two Hall of Famers and Josh Barnett and Fedor. You know, Jake Hager, I like the guy, but, you know. Just came on. Be a tough, I don't think J- J- Jake Hager wins that fight either. No, I don't think so Fedor either. beats the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. But also, if you're a Fedor fan, that's his last one in Russia, you probably want him to fight a guy like Jake Hager. Mm. Name, easy fight for Fedor. Hometown, beats the fuck out of him. That'd be very <laughs> now you're making an argument for Jake Hager now. Yeah, yeah I, I, I could yeah. see them giving him that fight, 100%. Yeah. But Josh deserves it. Hundred percent. Yes. So, Jessica, I her last fight, she got that huge gash in her head. Uh huh. So Dana White posted the pictures of it. How crazy is that? Yeesh. I mean, not worse than our boy at fucking karate championships or whatever who had the fucking, oh yeah the freaking skull the Frankenstein scar. That's insane. And he wants to fight still. Was that an elbow that did that? Or was that a headbutt? A headbutt, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be bad news for some people, but Rachel Ostrovich has a man now. Who is this guy? I don't know. I just saw her posted it. Mi corazón. Who is that guy? It's a big dude. Skinny guy. I mean, tall. There's no audio on this either, but... Uh, uh, he's handsome. Yeah. He's a handsome <laughs> devil. He gotta be. Yeah, and I mean, I went through the comments a little bit, and it's just funny. People are upset. Yeah. Someone said like Spain, but without the S. They're just feeling pain from this. Oh. Yeah. Just funny comments like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who who I forget who it was. Some girl, she lost like a million followers when she said she was married. It might have been Paige. I, might have, I think it was Paige. Not a million though, right? A ton. A ton, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah, it's, I do it's remember like Paige. These, it's, like, it's like these trolls following her on Instagram. Like, do you really thought you had a chance? Because she has a man here unfollowing her? What do you think was going to happen, dude? So I mentioned this last week, I think, that Hamzat turned down Rockhold. Like, they were supposed to fight. They were scheduled. It'd be a tough fight for uh, Hamzat. Yeah. Hamzat. So Hamzat actually spoke about it recently. And he just said his coaching manager didn't want the fight, which makes sense. That's what it is. Yeah. This is an old one from Showtime. But uh, they just put this up on Bloody Elbow. So I'll just play for you. This is the, the craziest 22 seconds. In boxing? Mm-hmm. Looks like he's warmed up and Bundridge looks bone dry, Steve. 
He's in oh the my back. god. We should mention the guy in the electro. Oh shit! It wasn't a double knockdown. It was One guy looks like Kevin Hart. Went down and looks like Kevin Hart in purple, right? Oh my god! I like the rap. Oh my god! This is chaos. Uh, no. Jesus Christ! It's fun to look back at that fight. Did they drink all the Monster Energy drink? <laughs> Their eyeballs are they're just looking. I know. This is what a Gary showed me. This guy here from Shark Tank, Damon Johns. He says that guy Chris Martino can get a ton of money, so he wants to work with him. How can he get a ton of money? I guess just because that fight that he put on, he, he's like uh, someone that you know people would want to. Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That's cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, no. Here, let's. The Shark Tank guy is yeah. going to give UFC fighters advice. Oh, okay. This young man is going to be getting a lot of checks. He's my new favorite. If he wants to call me, I'm going to help him put money in the right place, stay protected, and grow that money. The 75K? Uh, and have a lot of good friends who would love to help him financially and show him what to do because he was smart enough to know he did not know what to do with that type of money, and many of us need to act like that when we get money. Chris, give Damon a call. Agree? If he could help him out, why not, dude? It is that networking thing too, right? If he has connections, hundred percent, yeah, yeah. But that—I mean, I don't know if he knows how the UFC works. So seventy-five management's going to take ten percent of that, then taxes. So he's probably looking at about forty. So this Dr Damon guy's going to make him a millionaire out of the forty k. <laughs> I think he's more like because uh, Motuno gained a ton of fans after that. So for sure, yeah, yeah we we're all a fan of him after mm -hmm. that. I hope shit. I hope he makes him a millionaire. That'd for be sure, fucking great. And there's. Another thing that Gary showed me, I don't know where this is at or what this is, but I guess there's a hater that followed Logan Paul and tried to fight him. Okay. Hey! hey fuck Logan. Logan Paul, I love you, bro! Some hater just rolled up to him, tried to fight him. Where's Logan's like, security, man? Yeah, I don't know. This was at the UFC? I can't tell. Looks like outside of it. It looks like he's at... Uh, like a, a nightclub in Vegas. That's mm -hmm. a nightclub in Vegas. Uh, forget the name of it. Hakkasan. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, that's yeah. what it is. Yep, and that's kind of it. There's All right, much man. more as far as news, but then, so the fights this weekend. All right, broke down the fights. I told you it's a tough one to call. And then, bam. Oh, shit. This Friday. Bare knuckle. Yeah. This Friday? Yep, Paige Van Zandt. This Austin. Friday, Paige Van Zandt and uh, apparently she's in a relationship, Rachel <laughs> Ostovich. Yeah. Uh, sorry to break some hearts out there. Cannot wait for I will watch this. Yeah, on for Friday, sure. I will 100% watch. This will be the first one I buy. Paige Van Zant, Rachel Ostovich. Uh, I think Paige gets it done, by the way. She's a minus 200 favorite. Yeah. Let's go, Paige. That's it. That is it. All right, kids. Enjoy the fights. You got Paige Van Zant, Rachel Ostovich on Friday, bare knuckle. Saturday, you got that main event heater. You got Corey Sandhagen, the Sandman, Aurora's finest. Versus TJ Dillashaw. That's a fight night on ESPN. Uh, next stand-up dates for me. I got a week off, and then I'm in Tacoma, Washington, July 29th through the 31st. 31st, Tacoma, Washington, right outside Seattle. By Right outside, I mean an hour in traffic. Tacoma, Washington, July 29th, July 31st, Tacoma Comedy Club. Get your tickets now. Let's go, Tacoma. Uh, North Carolina's August 19th through 21st. La Jolla Comedy Store tickets are available. La Jolla Comedy Store, August 27th through August 29th. That is a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's right. We're doing Sunday in La Jolla, California. The Comedy Store, one of my favorite clubs in the world. 
La Jolla, California, right outside San Diego there. Those shows and tickets will sell out, so maybe we'll add a Thursday, but get your tickets now. It's going to be shopping friends in La Jolla, California, one of my favorite spots. Uh, tickets just went on sale, so let's get them. Uh, Economy Store in La Jolla. San Jose, California, San Jose Improv, September 9th through the 11th. Then the big boy, San Antonio, Texas, Bud Light Event Center, September 24th and 25th. One show Friday, one show Saturday. Uh, scroll down for me, Chin. Uh, we added Denver, September 30th through October 2nd. Las Vegas got rescheduled October 7th through October 9th. Wise Guys, new club in Las Vegas, Nevada. Brea, California is October 5th through the 17th. Honolulu, Hawaii, October 29th through the 30th. Let me get my tan on and avoiding great white sharks and tiger sharks in Honolulu, Hawaii. But you're up, Tacoma and La Jolla Comedy Store. Get your tickets now and then North Carolina. Let's go. Tickets at thickboy.com or FATKZ.com, wherever you get your tickets. And that is it, kids. Love you guys. New studio. Couldn't be happier. 10 minutes away from home. Thank freaking God we did it. All right, kids. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Be safe. Be nice. See ya.